Real Bad is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. If you want to explore more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head over to cageclub.me and check out some of our friends. Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Bad, the podcast where we talk about real bad movies and why they want to hurt us. I'm your host, Nick Jenkins. Today I'm joined by three friends. First, Matthew Gatos. Hello. Abby Ryan. Hi. And Sam Schultz. Hello. And uh, today we are talking about something from my childhood and that makes me happy. Because (laughs) all of these children's films that we, well, I guess Mac and Me was technically my childhood. I just didn't see it. Um, It was the E.T. for your generation. Yeah. (laughs) E.T. was also the E.T. for his generation. Well, that's as, how they... we, as we decided in that episode, E.T. is everyone's generation. Mm, that's true. Because true. it is timeless. I just watched it the other day. It's still great. <laughs> I wanted to watch it the other day. You can borrow it. Okay. Have you ever seen Mac and Me? No. Well, you can't talk then. Oh, you weren't on that one. Oh, <laughs> I no. I was not on that one. But it did. It made me want to watch it. So I guess that's maybe not the effect this podcast is supposed to have on people. It's well, worth a watch. I but, hope so. Yeah. I hope that there are times that you get done talking about these terrible movies and somebody goes, I want to watch that. Because like, I would totally recommend people watch The Room. Mm, like, yeah. if you haven't seen The Room, you need to treat yourself and yeah. watch The Room. Yeah. Because that is <laughs> a treat of a movie. I wanted to watch Space Jam again really badly after I finished that one. <laughs> well, yeah. You can borrow but, that too if you see, want. See, <laughs> that's the thing, though. Space Jam isn't a bad movie. Hmm. <laughs> the Room is a bad movie. No, so. what, no, what else isn't that bad of a movie? What? We're, what the one we're here to talk about today? I was <laughs> oh, trying to lead sorry. you in. <laughs> <laughs> Segway. You I'm guys not... have developed such a good co-host host dynamic. <laughs> I'm not sure. I've. Uh, I'm not sure. I agree with your police work there, Matt. I was just trying to get us back on topic, and it definitely did not work. <laughs> you know well, who else is police work? I don't agree with. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> who is Abby? Please tell us. The dude in this movie. Oh yeah, there was a police officer. There. So today we were talking about <laughs> masters of the universe from. 1987 starring Dolph Lundgren and uh, a couple other more important people like Courtney Cox, uh, Frank Langella and uh, yeah, and others and Principal Skinner from Back to the Future, who's uh, the guy's name I cannot remember right now. Was his name Principal Skinner in Back to the Future? Strickland. Strickland. Yeah, Skinner is Simpsons. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't even watch The Simpsons. It's, it's common knowledge. It's a common, yeah. yeah. People know Bart. He's maybe currently like the most famous Simpsons character because of steamed hams. What? Right? Oh. What? You don't spend yeah. time on Twitter, I, I guess. I huh? try not to. <laughs> My entire Twitter feed is either about bad movies or politics, and I just went through and, and weeded out a few of the things that were posting pol- political stuff because... Uh. It was taking years off my life. Well, you should uh, follow some Simpsons accounts. I don't like the Simpsons. Okay. I like Homer Simpson. I find Homer, there was a stretch there, I think, where mm-hmm. Homer was really funny. I can't talk to you if you've never seen the show. <laughs> I didn't say I'd never seen it. Between I think I don't watch it. three and like nine, it's the funniest show that's ever existed. Oh, I think that's when I watched it. Favorites. Season two is good too? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I, I well, I watched it since Tracy Ullman. So I, I, oh. I watched it and then I watched it for about four years. You, you know who what else we watched for four years? <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> Did we even say the name of the movie? Yes. <laughs> Did we? I don't know. We did. I okay. said Masters of the Universe from 1987 <laughs> starring right. Dolph Lundgren and other important people like Courtney oh, yeah. Cox and Frank Langella. And I'm not sure if it's a hard or a soft G. I think it's Langella. Frank, and call in. Frank? Yeah, call <laughs> Just in. let us know. Let us know. Tweet at us, Frank. 
<laughs> I like the idea of Frank Langella having Twitter. I bet he does. I bet he does too. I bet he does. He seems like a very suave gentleman. Yeah. Just Only the, the coolest tweets. dudes use Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> People be picking on Frank Langella. What the hell? I just anyway. I feel like he's above Twitter. Well, uh, okay. You Am know what he ignorant? wasn't above? He was, he was, <laughs> Man, he was not is above. Is this the episode of the podcast where we don't talk about the movie at all? <laughs> it finally happened. Yeah. Well, before we get too far into this, we need to, first of all, welcome, Abby. This is your first uh, real bad appearance. Um, you work at DFTBA. I do. I do customer service for DFTBA. Thank you for doing that. That is not an easy job. <laughs> <laughs> no, not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, welcome. We've known each other for a few years. And uh, before that, I watched you on YouTube. So. <laughs> Um, but before we get too far into Masters of the Universe, we have to do a 60-second plot dump. And just because I want to hear your breakdown of it, Sam. Oh, I didn't write anything I yet. know. <laughs> I just can't wait to hear you explain this movie. I feel like it'll be okay. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Are you ready? Are you psyched? Mm-hmm. Are you, are you excited? Yeah. Okay. Here you go. 60-second plot dump of 1987's canon movie, Masters of the Universe, in three, two, one. All right, there's big trouble on planet Eternia. Skeletor's finally defeated He-Man and the heroic warriors and taking Castle Grayskull. He's seizing power on the planet. He's trying, He's once the moon does something, he's going to be master of the universe after all this time. So then He-Man is on the run with Man-at-Arms and Tila, and they run into this weird little dude who's invented a portal that can warp people all over the place. Some wacky stuff happens. They end up warped to Earth. They meet Courtney Cox, who works at a chicken place and is trying to break up with her boyfriend. Um, then... Kind of like maybe nothing happens. Skeletor's forces end up on Earth because they need the key to do something I don't remember now. Um, but then He-Man's trying to get the key to get back to Eternia to save the day. So then uh, everything's fucked up for a while, and then they figure out that the boyfriend's good at playing piano. He plays the right <laughs> keys to get them back to Eternia. He beats Skeletor's ass, saves the sorceress in Grayskull, and then that's the end of the movie. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that went yeah. really well. Why does Skeletor's guys want the key? I don't know. Well, <laughs> I also wanted to add one thing that when you said that's the end of the movie, there is a little coda on this movie where they are sent, uh, Julie and her boyfriend Kevin are sent back to Earth. Oh, I forgot about and that. And her parents are still alive because that's a big point in the movie is that her parents have died in a plane crash. It's a big point in the movie that isn't means nothing. Means nothing? Yeah. At all. Except then, Evelyn tricks her with dead parent ones. Yeah, but then at the end of the movie, her, she goes back in time when she's transported to Earth. Yeah. And she's back on the day her parents would have died. Right. So she can stop them from dying. And decides not to move to New Jersey. Yeah. Because she was only moving there because her parents were dead. We don't really, yeah. We don't know why she's moving to New I Jersey. I mean, we get the sense that she needed to get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Her we... parents died and she wanted to leave. New Jersey is a weird choice, though. It feels very specific to Maybe me. Maybe she had an aunt that lived there. Could be. I think it has to do with the Springsteen video. <laughs> oh, you think it was like an inside joke? I feel like it. I gotta get, you know, I'm from New Jersey. You saw me in that video. <laughs> I got to get back to that. Right? Oh, oh, she's prequel to that moment when she gets <gasps> up and dances with them. That's her from the different timeline where she never meets He-Man. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, so I think we've done our work. <laughs> yeah. Bruce Springsteen video. Alternate reality prequel. It's a new kind of prequel. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then the other thing that I want to add is that we stopped the movie last night. I knew that this existed, but I mm. forgot when we're... I, Abby's shaking her head at me. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm very disappointed, too. How dare you? Yeah, there's a after credit scene. 
And I remember as a kid, so the- I almost like joked about it too. Like last night, I paused the movie when we finished it, and I almost joked about yeah. like there being an after credit scene, Kinda which I know Nick Fury showing up. Yeah, yeah, and if I had said it, Nick would have been like, "Oh, actually, there is." Yes, but I would have. I didn't even think to th- <laughs> think that there might actually really be a post credit scene. So yeah. my uh, growing up with my mother, my mother had a very particular thing about watching movies all the way through. Like she would watch all of the credits. No matter, and she, we actually got refunded um, money at theaters if they ever cut the credits off. She would go oh. up and demand refunds. What? Yeah, well, that's a good little boy. That's Seems like a more power play. Worth, but yeah. I mean, you know, yes. I I was always very embarrassed as a child, but um, not just because of that. I was just embarrassed. Just as a, embarrassed. I was just always embarrassed. Um, but you know that cool toy you got the next week? It's because they got that money back from those movie tickets, <laughs> right? Um, so. I saw it as because uh, we watched all the way through the credits, and then his head popped up, and I was like, "What? A scene after the movie?" We didn't describe uh. what happened yet, right? So, okay, so at the <laughs> end of the movie, He Man throws Skeletor into the pit. Uh, I think Skeletor falls down a pit of his own will, or like he he messes up and falls down a pit. Yeah, there's like yeah. a clumsy battle. Skeletor yeah. falls for a very long time down a seemingly bottomless pit because He Man looks sad. He's falling down the pit, right? He's he like, seems. I could I mean, have helped you. It's well, really we're going to talk a little bit more. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Anyway, falls and, down a bottomless And pit. that b- last battle, yeah. because we all watched a video today that explains why that last battle is weird. But Skeletor falls down. It looks like just a bottomless pit that's all red. But then at the end scene, there's just this red pool of water. And we're just see, see the red pool of water, and then his head pops up. Skeletor's head pops up, and he says, "I'll be back." <laughs> and that's it. Me picturing Franklin Jell- <laughs> in a pool of water. They're like, "You've been through all of the indignities that you have been through, but now you have to get in this water <laughs> and threaten a sequel." <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea. Threaten the sequel. Yeah. Oh man, that sequel was not happening. No, it didn't. What? what? Cyborg. Oh, well. Oh, was, well, okay. They well, kind we, of made a sequel to Masters of the Universe that we already talked about on this podcast. Yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme's Cyborg. I still, looking at those, don't know how those two things go together. <laughs> no, I don't I don't know. Like, I mean, it was the... just sets and costumes, really. Yeah, well, they said, though, that the script was, like, originally tweaked to become Cyborg. Boy, do I not know how that works. I, it doesn't, it's not, like, it's one of those things, like, if you had not told me that, there was no way I would ever guess no. that that was true. Yeah. But... That is the the rumor on the street is that the script for Cyborg was originally Masters of the Universe 2. <gasps> yeah. I think that would have been badass. <laughs> That's cool. Well, Sam, yeah? what did you think of Masters of the Universe? Well, I super love He-Man, but He-Man is like conceptually something that's really cool that I feel like doesn't ever get done correctly. And it's also something that doesn't get brought back very frequently. Like Ninja Turtles from the same time gets brought back all the time. Yeah. Like Voltron got brought back. DuckTales. DuckTales got brought back. And they're all like reinvented and and like new cool version. But He-Man never really does that. They just remake like nicer versions of the old toys or like, I don't know, kind of crummy. There's like a crummy 2000 cartoon that was just kind of okay. Didn't? Skeletor get acid thrown in his face or something, and that's how he became Skeletor in that? He's He-Man's uncle, and he gets acid what? thrown in his face and turns... I think that was the... I think... So He-Man also has this weird thing where, like, there was a toy line that had its own storyline that you get in the mini-comics. Then there was a cartoon which added in, like, the Prince Adam stuff. And oh. I think that the toy line, maybe Skeletor, was similar. Like, it was his uncle who had his face burned off, or there was some kind of family relationship there. 
But anyway, I love He-Man a lot <laughs> on a conceptual level because I think swords and laser beams is like the coolest thing ever. Look, like, this, but no, seriously, like that is one of the reasons that Star Wars is cool. Yeah. Because it's it's this marriage of science fiction and mysticism. Yeah, it's like space barbarian. Yeah, kind of thing. and it's, it's awesome. cool. If it's done well, it's uh-huh. really cool. And I think that this movie got so close in some ways to doing it right because the character design is so fucking cool in this. Of mm-hmm. He Man and Skeletor look so cool. They look so dumb and they're they're like little dudes in underwear in the toy line. Mm-hmm. But in this, they're also little dudes in underwear, but they just look badass. And he's got like. Skeletor has like the big cool cape and He-Man has like really cool shoulder pads and they just look really cool. But then they go to Earth and the movie just is stupid after that, I think. <laughs> but I had a really fun time watching it. Okay, cool. Was that the question? Yeah, that was, uh, I was just, I was, I was curious because uh, I also, I grew up with He-Man and Masters of the Universe and then I saw this when it came to video. I didn't see it in the theater. And I remember feeling like, well, this isn't He-Man, but this is pretty fun. Mm -hmm. Like, this isn't what I watched in the cartoons. But it was close enough. Like, there were... It was a lot closer than a lot of comic book adaptations. I feel like it's the series finale of the cartoons, kind of. Like, it picks up... Oh, bless (laughs) (laughs) It picks up after all of his friends are dead, except for those two friends. Right, there's no Ram Man. There's no Mechanic. There's no Extendar. There's there's no no, uh, Battle Cat. No. Oh, shit. There's no Battle Cat. That would have been a lot of money to make a Battle Cat that they didn't have. Yeah. Um, and that would have been bad. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah. They just could have, like, painted a real tiger. <laughs> yeah. Or just, like, put a green filter over That's footage. what they would have done. Tiger. Yeah. But I, still watching this, like, I'm able to now look and go, wow, that's, that's terrible. This is bad. But I had a good time. Like, mm-hmm. I really, I had fun watching this. Because, like, I feel like a lot of the movies we watch on this podcast... Even it, like they're bad and they're oppressively bad. Like you just like, ah. and I get some joy out of that because like I'm look at like I, I learn things from it, so I can look at it and go, well, I'll never do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this one, I was like, oh, that effect of him riding the hoverboard, whoo, that's <laughs> that's some terrible shit. But I don't know. I had a really good time. I also like I even commented when we were watching it that I really like the character and production design yeah. mm-hmm. of a lot of it. And then I agree. They go to Earth and the whole movie screeches to a halt. It and, gets so weird. They it gets just so... keep introducing characters. And... <laughs> just, uh, yeah, the whole thing where the boyfriend is like, well, don't let Carl in. And if you see Rich and then if you did and, and oh, I'm going to go talk to Charlie. I'm going to go talk to Charlie. <laughs> And then they introduced Charlie, and Charlie was completely unnecessary. So yeah. there's just all these characters. So, so was Carl. So was Carl. <laughs> Carl was there specifically to just be hauled out on a stretcher. Yeah. So, but I had a good time. Abby, what did you think of Masters of the Universe? So in complete contrast to you two, I knew very little about He-Man. I knew what my brothers that my brothers had been into it. They're much older than I am, um, and also that He-Man meme. From the cartoon where it's like the Hey Ah song. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I watched that last week. (laughs) So good. But yeah, so that's about all that I knew. So especially for the first like third of the movie, I'm just like trying to understand (laughs) what universe we're in and like what's going on. Um, Because the swords and gun thing were like so strange to me at first. He-Man's got a gun in one hand and a sword in the other. But ultimately, I agree. Like it was just a lot of fun. There was a lot of stuff that I'm like... If this movie was made today, these things would be different. And yeah. God, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. Just trying to like understand that when it was made. Um, But yeah, in general, I just had a lot of fun with it. 
Excellent. Matt? Uh, I am in a similar boat to Abby where it's like I did not know much about He-Man. I had, I think, some hand-me-down toys from my cousins because I have cousins who are like in that sort of Transformers, He-Man, Voltron generation. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had some hand-me-down toys. I, I think I had like a He-Man and I think I had a Battle Cat that was like missing its hat thing that it wears. <laughs> um, what was his, What was the cat's name? Battle Cat. No, no, no. Before it turned into Battle Cringer. Cat. Cringer. Cringer. Yeah. It had a name? <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. His cat, do you know? That, okay, so Prince Fill Adam raises in. the sword and he says, I have the power. Then he gets turned into No, He-Man. he says, by the power of Grayskull. Okay, I have the power. Oh, both. In this movie, it was I <laughs> have, just, the, I have power. the power. Right. Yeah, which was weird. But well, anyway. saying by the power of Grayskull, I have the power is redundant too, I think. It's two powers. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but Prince Adam has a little cat named Cringer who's like a coward, who's kind of like Snark from ba- uh, Thundercats. Snarf. Snarf. Excuse wow. me. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Snarf from Battle You're, you're treading into my territory here, <laughs> yeah. Sam. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is your territory. Yeah. Thundercats, Silverhawks, uh, and He-Man Masters of the Universe, now you're in my territory. Where do you stand on the real Ghostbusters? I like the real Ghostbusters quite a bit. That's our common ground. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say this movie came out literally a month before I was born. So. Oh, this movie came out a month before I was born. I'm sorry, you guys are so old. Is this mocking me for being young? Yes. Oh, okay. Then I won't tell you uh, when, how much before <laughs> yeah. when I was born. Let's, say, let's all say exactly how many days younger than Nick we are. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> um... But yeah, so it's definitely like it missed the mark with my childhood. Like, yeah, I, sure. Did, I didn't know this existed until like maybe five years ago. I like, saw it pop up from something. Yeah, and it um, came out at the end of the lifespan of He Man too. Yeah, it was so. like two years after the cartoon had even ended. Yeah. So uh, and the sales of the toys dropped mid production of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so like they were really super high, yeah. and then they were midway through the making it and just. Which I think they're like. I know that they didn't release too many toys from this movie because it did not do very well. Um, but I think there could be some really cool toys. They got Sorod and Blade and Gweagle. Uh, yeah, the name? weird like Little frog man. throat person. Yeah, yeah. They made Sauron. that one. Oh, you're Sauron. talking about Gwildor? Gwildor. Gwildor. They, they made a Gwildor. I think oh I gosh. owned the Blade's toy. Yeah. Blade's a pretty cool toy. It's pretty cool, yeah. But yeah, it's, like, I feel like they could have had like a giant Grayskull playset. And... Well, there already was one. Yeah. But the movie one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying like there's opportunities here for licensing mm. that we uh, we missed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, just tweet at us. Yeah. Mattel. Yeah. You're we not. Can, we can help you. Yeah. <laughs> you might. Do you need our help? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, That's yeah. why you're not a billionaire. Uh, I don't think so yet. Yet. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Uh, but yeah. What I, were we talking about? Sorry. My history with He-Man, <laughs> yeah. which is pretty much non-existent, but I did really enjoy the movie. Like I was immediately totally into Skeletor and his troops and everything. I was like, okay, yeah, no, this is a cool movie. Like, I think there, I've said out loud, like, in the first five, ten minutes, I was like, this movie's good. Yeah. <laughs> there was, those guys are cooler looking than Stormtroopers, in my opinion. I feel like they're a combination of Stormtrooper and... The new red guys and then yeah. last Jedi. Yeah, the Praetorian yeah. Guard. Like, they have the, yeah. like, you can't see our faces, we can't really see out, who knows where our eyes <laughs> well, are. Well, they look like the, the Death Star Trooper guys. Yeah. The, the, yes. the guy yeah. The guy yeah. 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 That's my whole job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If they gave those guys more responsibility, this yeah. is their new job. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I... I like all of his like it's very clear they were like Skeletor's the coolest thing about this movie let's put him in it as much as possible and I appreciated that a lot because yeah. Dolph Lundgren is very bad <laughs> well there are two things I want to talk about here there's Dolph Lundgren and Frank Langella 
and they are at opposite ends of the acting spectrum. And I mean, when I mean opposite, I actually think Dolph Lundgren has become a very serviceable good actor. Uh, he's not horrible in the Expendables films, even though those movies are not good. He's fine. Um, I didn't see him in the new Creed. I have not seen Creed two yet. Yeah, I, I, I'm none of us sitting here. Have you? No. Okay, so nobody's seen Creed two, so I don't know if he's if he's good in that. He may need a really good director. Is he in I, that? I think so. He okay, plays Drago yeah, again. His son or is boxing Creed. Right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, they have their own cinematic universe now. Uh, Creed's very good. So I mean, I'm assuming Creed two is also very good. Probably. It wasn't directed by. Um, yeah, Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler. So I don't know. Um, Frank Langella, on the other hand, is not just a good actor. He is a great actor. Mm -hmm. He is an incredible actor. If you ever have a doubt, just watch Frost Nixon. Holy shit, he's amazing (laughs) in that. Mm -hmm. Um, He's, uh, I think it's called Frank's Robot or Frank and the Robot? Frank and the Robot. Yeah. 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 Robot and Frank? Robot and Frank. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's on, I think it's on streaming. It's really good. And he is incredible in it. He's also, he has a, a small sort of villainous role in Dave, which is one of my favorite comedies. Um, where Stay. Kevin Klein, Kevin Klein plays the president who dies, but then they find another Kevin Klein who looks exactly like the president to become the president. That sounds like the best movie ever it's made. Great, <laughs> and Kevin sounds, Klein is great. It also sounds like a weird subplot from Wild Wild West, where Kevin Klein's character <laughs> dresses up as a double of Ulysses S. Grant, who is the president at the time. Yep, oh. it does. <laughs> this is way before that. Yeah, it's breaking um, my brain. Sigourney Weaver's in it. Like it's a, it's. If you haven't seen Dave, I, I strongly recommend checking it out. But uh, Frank Langella plays, I, I want to say, the, house, the Speaker of the House or something like that. And he and he is just, he's trying to manipulate uh, Dave, the president. And turns out Kevin Klein's character is just too good of a guy to be manipulated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he just, it's, it's very good. But Frank Langella is really good in that as well. Like, he is an incredible actor. And he's really good at Skeletor. He makes some weird choices occasionally, but my God, is he making choices? Like what? I was going to say, Nim one. <laughs> I don't know. The eye movement's weird. He does rapidly I like know look left or right. Like, I don't know if he's true. reading a cue card or like looking for his mark or something, but mm-hmm. there's like so many close-ups of his face because he looks so cool. Yeah. That, like, I like that just, makeup, too. He just like finishes a line and then rapidly like darts his eyes left to right. Yeah. Huh. Does Maybe he do that in all of his movies? I don't think so. Okay. Not that I'm aware of. I, but now I'm going to be now, next time I watch Frost Nixon. I'm going to just pay attention to that his Nixon eyes. Nixon guy yeah. looks shifty. I don't trust <laughs> him. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, he also played Nixon in so that Frost. I think it's Frost v Nixon. No, I think it's just Frost. is it just Frost just Nixon? Nixon? But it was a play first. Yes, and mm-hmm. he played Nixon there, and then trans. Oh God, mm. he's so good. And as a kid, I knew him because he was one of the uh, one of the many Draculas. Oh yeah. Um, he was a '70s Dracula. Had this amazing like <laughs> coiffed hair and sideburns. He was great. But I also want a movie now called '70s Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there could be so many of them. Yeah, it's just because you could get and... you could get black Blackula. Oh well, yeah. I mean that was '70s Dracula. Yeah, right I mean now. it yeah. really was. Yeah. There's a movie. Let me look up what it's called. <laughs> Is it called '70s Dracula? Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's called Dracula AD 1972. Oh, and it's Dracula in 1972. And this who, is who plays Dracula? Uh, it's it's a Hammer Dracula, so it's Christopher Lee. Oh, okay. Uh, the main character, Johnny Alucard. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. All right. So anyway, uh, Dolph Lundgren coming off of Rocky Four is pretty much all he'd done. Abby's shaking her head. 
Abby, tell us uh, about Dolph Lundgren's performance I in just, Masters of the Universe. He was definitely the worst of this, but both he and the actor that played Kevin, the boyfriend, <laughs> yeah. I just felt like they were on like Ambien the whole time or something. <laughs> yeah. They'd, it was just so <laughs> weird. <laughs> like they just, I don't know, there wasn't energy there. And Dolph Lundgren particularly it was the the expressions that he was making for things. I was like, what are you reacting to specifically? <laughs> because I can't figure it out. This is an audio format, so it's hard. His expressions were bizarre. So bizarre. Like, well, so, like, I think a pretty good example is, like, one, like, when Skeletor falls down the hole. Like, he's just defeated his yeah. arch nemesis mm-hmm. in this moment. And he looks down been the hole. lifelong nemeses. Yeah. yeah. And he looks down the hole at his falling body as if, like, he just dropped his ice cream cone. Like, he's just <laughs> or like, he's watching oh. paint dry. Yeah, like, but he's just, like, <laughs> he looks sort of bummed yeah. for some reason, but also just kind of like, I don't really care all that much. It's fine, I guess. Like, he just looks so weirdly out of it. Like, you said, like, the ambient thing is not yeah. that far off. It's not that far off. Especially him, I feel. Like, there is a, like, the hoverboard chase, which is the both is the best and worst part of the movie it's so it was so exciting and so terrible at times and then there were moments where it was like okay that's pretty good like but then you had his expressions while he was on the hoverboard and it it is amazing if you go through and watch it i'll try to find something on youtube that has maybe like a montage of it or something <laughs> because his expressions don't relate to anything that is happening mm-hmm. he sort of goes from expression a to b to d and there's something missing in between <laughs> that needed to be there, but he's just making these expressions. Um, I mean, the thing that kept occurring to me as I was watching it is like, oh, yeah, this is before we had things like we, we had figured out how to get actors jacked. Oh. Like you had a couple like Sylvester Stallone is an actor first and then became bodybuilder muscle man. Right. Um, but that wasn't a thing. Like actors didn't typically do that too much. De Niro did, yeah. But you, but but he was considered at the far end of method acting, uh-huh. right? But now you've got Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans. You get all the Chris. Get all the Chris. Every, every actor is jacked. Now, you can basically. get. They, we yeah, like when out, John Krasinski got super jacked, I yeah. was like. Even Jim? They yeah. They have to get jacked in case they get to be in a superhero movie. <laughs> well, yeah. Exactly it. Yeah. yeah. So this was before that. So you had to kind of get muscle-bound people to that play these parts. It's really interesting. I never thought of that before. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, you're exactly right. And so you needed a, a blonde, muscular dude to and play. And Arnold is too expensive. Arnold yeah. is way <laughs> too Arnold expensive. Arnold busy. Let's get the other guy. <laughs> yeah. And... You know, Dolph Lundgren, he's he did a good job in Rocky Four. <laughs> yeah. But he had no expressions in I Rocky say, the, Four. The point of his Rocky Four character is to be expressionless and speak like four words at a time and then mm-hmm. punch people. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's what he's perfectly built for. And so in this little documentary we watched, the director talked about because was it because of, he knew he was stuck with Dolph Lundgren that he shifted more of the focus to Skeletor? That's what he, it seemed like. He seemed to imply that, which I mean, to be fair, this thing seemed very hindsighty. It the, did. The video yeah. we watched seemed yeah. like, that guy seemed oh man, shit to me. like uh, we definitely did that because I I watched another clip that was like a shorter making of that was more from the era. Uh-huh. Oh wow! And everyone seemed s- super stoked about this movie, like every aspect of it, They're like. 
so I don't I think that's more in hindsight he's realized like oh this was the weak link of my movie yeah I guess I could see that it's maybe possible that they gave some of uh, his lines to Tila and Man at Arms maybe is yeah. what they did and yeah. that's maybe what it, they're talking about the if shift not theme. if that's not what they did then it's really strange that they didn't write a lot of lines for that He-Man. He-Man has like four lines in this movie. And, and it has barely... very little like effect on the plot at all. <laughs> yeah. like, no, what right. does he do? The the main thing he does is the fight with Skeletor at the end. But yeah. other than that, like throughout the movie, everyone else is like saving his ass. He's Gwildor's friend. Gwildor is the main <laughs> character of this movie. <laughs> yeah, like Gwildor does a lot with like d- his key thing. Yeah. And then like uh, Tila. Such and an upsetting Duncan mask. Is his name? Duncan Man at Arms. Man at Arms? Yeah. Uh, Like, those two are the ones who are saving the day in every scene. Right, and much cooler than He-Man. Yeah. Yeah, He-Man was basically... standing there like, oh, okay, let me know if you need a sword. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, we have guns. It's okay. (laughs) All right, I'll be over here. (laughs) He was just like the offering at the end to, like, leave the rest of them alone. Like, he would go with Skeletor at the end. Yeah. And then... I do feel like that, that is maybe an interesting take on it is, like, he is useless except he is the guy who has to fight Skeletor. Yeah. There's some kind of angle to that that maybe is a little bit interesting. Can you explain, you were mentioning something about somebody named Adam earlier. <laughs> uh, I would love to explain everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But you kept saying Adam a couple times. Prince, and Prince Adam. Adam. Yeah. Is it's, He-Man. Okay. So, in the car- so there was the toy line He-Man. Then like a year later, there's a cartoon He-Man. Toy line He-Man, He-Man's just some barbarian dude who runs around and beats up Skeletor. Cartoon He-Man is a kid named Adam and when who you looks got, just like He-Man. Hold on. When you got the toy, yeah. you got a little comic book. Yes. It was a little square comic book mm-hmm. that, uh, that told really a little story. Yeah, it. actually, yeah. It was, they were really cool. I met He-Man. Uh, what? You met He-Man. I met He-Man. At the ice capades? No. <laughs> oh. It was at a toy store mm-hmm. when they were unveiling uh. the... And I was <laughs> so disappointed that it was a guy in a mask. Like, oh, I was thinking mask? they were going to... They were going to hire, like, some muscle dude to come out. a wig. I was like, did little Nick think he was going to meet a cartoon? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, although you expected, like, a bodybuilder. I expected... Something that was not what I got. Yeah. But I remember it, but he autographed my little comic book, and I remember going, "Uh, this feels, (laughs) something's wrong. Thanks, Josh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin. The second episode in a row, you're making fun of people who have to wear costumes. Yeah. Oh, I'm not making, I'm not saying it's his fault. (laughs) I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm saying it's the institution's fault for doing that to a kid. That's true. Because that was not He-Man. They need to start genetically engineering real versions of cartoons. We know how to get people jacked now or that too uh so prince adam somehow becomes he-man castle grayskull has something to do with it it's like a shazam situation a little bit yeah it's definitely a shazam situation the cartoon prince adam and he-man have the exact same character model but he wears a pink shirt and purple underwear instead of no shirt and brown underwear so then he uh he's got like tights yeah he's got tights pink tights yeah he's Uh, in the meme yeah oh yeah if you've seen the meme yeah you've seen prince adam yeah I didn't realize that he was a separate person. He's the same guy. It's Clark Kent, Superman, kind of, too. It's it's really stupid. The thing about (laughs) He-Man is that the cartoon is so fucking bad that any iteration on it is an improvement, basically. Like, the old cartoon is just so bad. It is. And the core idea is so interesting that, like, they whiffed it so bad at the beginning that it's not sacred and you can do whatever you want with it now, I think. 
is something that I think is interesting about it. Mm-hmm. But he, it's a Shazam situation, basically. Yeah, Prince Adam and, he, and He-Man are. He holds the sword up, and then he says, "By the power of Grayskull," and then he has the electricity, and then the theme is He-Man. And yeah, and, yeah. And either this version of the thing dispensed with Prince Adam, or he has given up being Prince Adam, or something like that. Something that was one of the big problems I had with the film is I, I would be curious to know Abby's perspective on this. I guess Matt as well, but like. Who do you guys think He-Man is? Yeah. I was super confused. <laughs> That's what I felt like you would be if you had no context. Yeah, because I just had this understanding that Skeletor and He-Man were locked in this forever battle of being rivals. And so when they start the movie and they're like, He-Man's dead. I'm like, but this is the beginning of the movie that's supposed to be about him. I don't. Yeah. I feel like I always knew there was some sort of like transformative thing, so it also didn't make a lot of sense that like right away he was the character that I thought he was. Yeah. Yeah, it was just very confused. I was also confused, but <laughs> I was more wondering. I didn't actually know about the Prince Adam thing until now, so I didn't know there was the transformative thing. Mm-hmm. I was more thinking of like okay so all i know is he rides like a big green tiger <laughs> and there's like a little weird wizard man orco not, not in the, the movie one. and not in the movie yeah. i had the orco <laughs> toy and it was so cool because orco floats he's just basically a shirt with a big hat yeah. <laughs> and it is it's, it's true it's and just, i guess he has a scarf and then some jawa eyes mm-hmm. um, orco was cute and i liked him in the show well see then orco is like one of those things like if i picture he-man He's one of those characters that I am aware of through just pop culture things. Yeah. yeah. And so not – I didn't know who Tila was. I didn't know who uh, Man at Arms was. Uh, and so I didn't know who was and who wasn't supposed to be, like, from the canon of the cartoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I knew Skeletor and I knew He-Man and I knew similarly, like, that they were bitter rivals. I didn't know why. I didn't know anything about their lore. Uh, so I was also uh, – yeah, I think – I was realizing as we were watching that it felt to me like they made the choice to make Dolph Lundgren less important. Not that they were, like, choosing to make He-Man less important, Mm -hmm. but it felt like, oh, how do we save this movie? He-Man is not interesting enough to save it. Mm -hmm. Let's just push him to the background and let Skeletor run the show. And I think that's what makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Yeah. Because for me, like, watching it, I'm just like, yeah, He-Man could so easily be taken out of this movie and mm-hmm. still have the same story. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You could have Man-at-Arms and Tila find Gwildor. Yeah. And then, you know, but then, and then you could even give more to, because we haven't even really talked about Courtney Cox and <laughs> yeah. her boyfriend. So they go to Earth and and Courtney Cox, uh, her parents have died in a plane crash going to the beach. His Her dad was a private pilot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At yeah. first, this was very confusing. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. were unsure of how, wh- what, happened but how far away the beach was yeah there are some plot points that they like we talked earlier about how how, like it can be really confusing because they skip over a lot of like lore type stuff Mm -hmm. and then there's moments which is like I think it's a a sign of a bad movie that we talk about a lot is when they try to explain something they like over explain (laughs) it in a weird way that doesn't really make sense Uh it's like a bad lie (laughs) yeah Yeah, somebody keeps trying to explain their bad lie and you're like what yeah Yeah. you could have just you could have just said nothing and everything would have been the same (laughs) they could have just been a couple who's getting ready to break up and going to college she didn't have that dead parents they were seniors they were graduating she was moving to New Jersey for some reason before graduation maybe we talked over I'm not sure Um, but it could have been after graduation though and the movie would have been the same yes and so 
she was the whole thing is like she's leaving for New Jersey and she has to break up with this guy that maybe she doesn't actually like all that much. But then they're thrown together in this situation and that never comes up again. Like like her moving away, her wanting to break up with him, like none of these things ever come up again. Mm-hmm. Well then she gets hit by acid partway through the movie and is spins the rest of it passed out. And yeah. he becomes the hero, I guess. But like, Ugh. what changes <laughs> if you make? I felt that. <laughs> I felt that from having. Oh. What, what changes in this movie if you remove the parents dying and the her moving away thing, and the her going to break up with him thing? If they're just a couple. <clears throat> You just oh, sorry, ahead. just the smartest part of the movie where Evelyn makes this very good plan, <laughs> which is the only part of the movie where it's not just brute forced. Yep. So that's that's, fair. that's yeah. the whole point of her parents where she, dying. She she makes herself look like Courtney Cox's character's dead mom, right? And like tricks her into coming down an alleyway and handing her the key. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Also, and I, I gotta say this: like my first, one of my earliest crushes was Meg Foster. Who plays Evil Lynn in here? Evil Lynn. Evil <laughs> Lynn. Spelled like you not Evelyn. are hoping it's not. Yep. <laughs> um, With a dash, too. There yeah. was, there was, and I still appreciate this in this movie, there is a stillness to her that I am still like, you're fucking cool. Yeah. Like, she was a badass. And, yep. like, and it just, there was something great about her in that part. But she didn't get to do much, which was insanely frustrating to me. Mm-hmm. The, it, she could have had way more powers and done mm-hmm. all kinds of cool stuff. So, it, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a thing. But I still just like watch watching her act. I was like, yeah. you're cool. She does, like Abby said, do the only smart thing that anybody in the whole movie yep. does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, like you cut that out and do something else, mm-hmm. you you could still have her do something like that. She could yeah. appear as her boyfriend, or, or, or like something. her mom, and her mom's not dead. But yeah. then Courtney Cox wouldn't have gotten to act so like confused and sad, which was another good good part of the movie. Give her like True. a dead little brother or something. Ooh, that would have been creepy. Yeah, or a dead yeah. sister. <gasps> have her appear as as herself. That'd be confusing. <laughs> hey yeah. you me uh, sorry uh, I'm you yeah. I'm Bring you the from the future and Ooh. two steps to the left <laughs> yeah it, it, I, there, it's funny because like at every turn there's something to really laugh at in this movie but then there's stuff where you go like but Courtney Cox is really good in here mm-hmm. and I was also pissed off that she got sidelined yeah mm-hmm. just very well, weird totally just made like she's introduced as like our first important human. Yep. And so in most movies like this that are like the weirdos come to earth. Yeah. Like that that human is going to be the main character mm-hmm. that we get to hang out with that we experience the movie through. So the fact that like they made a hard choice like halfway three quarters of the way through the movie to make her pass out and then to give her boyfriend the power to save the world essentially. Yeah. Like when. <laughs> For the first half of the movie, he's so boring and terrible. <laughs> he's yep. boring and terrible in the last half of That's the movie. That's yep. fair. And it's also very predictable of how he's going yeah. to be able to save the world. It's like, oh, yeah, because he played the keep. I even commented yeah. on yep. it. <laughs> it like, we're watching Because it thing. seems like it was about to happen when you said he's going to play the keyboard and save the day. But then it takes like another 45 minutes <laughs> yeah. until he does Well, it. because earlier on in the film, like when he first gets the thing, he thinks it's a synthesizer uh, that fell from the sky and is Japanese because all of that tracks. Um, but he... <laughs> Then, like, later on, he's trying to, like, play a song for his girlfriend. He's like, what do you think of this? And, like, plays it. <laughs> and it sounds exactly like the thing <laughs> yeah. from space. And it's like, oh, 
Yeah, you didn't write that, though. That's just the thing. <laughs> thing. And so, yeah, like later on, it's like, okay, so he's going to save the world with music. And it takes forever for everyone to realize yeah. he can do that. <laughs> and it's just that, like, he remembers the song. Yeah, because yes. he's perfect. Yes. He's perfect. <laughs> right. It's, it's not even like he's a masterful, like, instrumentalist. It's just, oh, I remembered what these notes yeah. are. Because yeah. he hits it once in front of his friend Charlie, and he's like, D sharp. He's yeah. like, you've always had perfect pitch. <laughs> no, he says Mr. Perfect Pitch over here. <laughs> even better. The worst wrestling name ever. And it could have just made Courtney Cox be in a band. Yeah. Then he doesn't even have to be in the movie at all. Ooh, even better. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because one, one non-alien or whatever with a group of alien whatevers is way more fun, I think. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. then you have them like being able to like hide the secrets and totally not have two people in on this who are like, yeah, this is fucking weird, right? <laughs> yeah, like, I there, want one person to experience it through. There are too many characters in this like movie. Like a labyrinth oh. type situation. We haven't even talked about the other main character in this movie. Oh, the cop? Yeah. I was uh. just about to say. <laughs> he's He does more than Courtney Cox does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he's does. got more lines than almost anybody caricature. else in the movie, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because he won't stop talking. <laughs> he also gets to stay with the Eternians or whatever at the end of the film. <laughs> he's like their king or something. Inexplicably, he's Inexplicably. on the throne at the end. <laughs> yeah, he's he's thrown adjacent. He's like That's next. True. There's like yeah. a the the front table at this ceremony, <laughs> he's and he's just like there waiting. with like a lady friend that he just it, has taken in a really nice robe. He has got a very comfortable very looking nice robe. robe on. This but is he, Mr. Strickland, by the way, from Back to the Future. <laughs> yes, yeah. it is Principal Strickland, uh, who's a good actor, like very good character actor. Yeah. Like he's he's really, and he is hamming it up in here. Like oh, yeah. he is doing his best. It feels like he was upset that he didn't get enough to do in Back to the Future. So he's like, all right, my time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> no Michael J. Fox around here to <laughs> yeah. show me up. Was Dolph Lundgren going to steal a scene from me? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, but he's he's fun. But then I kept coming back to like, why is he here? No reason. There's no reason. This all could have been happening with two characters, mm-hmm. and it didn't. It, oh yeah, it was just. There's too many characters. There's. You could have had Courtney Cox be just the main character that comes and they they find her, which it seemed like, as Matt said, there's look. There is a there is a methodology to cinematic storytelling and this was following those rules who gets the close-ups who gets the close-up first courtney cox Mm -hmm. we're introduced to her as soon as we get to earth in close-up so we're our brains are trained to go main character yeah okay and then the story revolves she's got the dead parents she's the one who's getting ready to leave we're learning all of her backstory she almost maybe falls in love with he-man it feels like hugged a lot it feels like they wanted to write that and then they're like Eh, never mind. <laughs> like, because they, they have a weird scene in an alley where they're just, like, having a little get-to-know-each-other chat. He and gives then they her hug. cape. Yeah. He, he gives her his cape. And so it seemed like that's where it was leading in that mm-hmm. sort of, like, bad movie way of, like, Tila yeah. even makes a jealous God. face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, I, I was prepared to hate that they were going to do that, and thankfully they didn't. But, yeah. the, but, but in order to, but they didn't, I think, because they decided, oh, we're done with her now. Because she's also the first person to encounter the mercenaries yeah. mm-hmm. that come to Earth to find He-Man, and she survives. She throws... I didn't know that... I, I'm i not going to blame the movie for this, because I don't know if this is true, but will ammonia do that to your face? If you're a beast man, Burn maybe. you if you're a beast man? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I was like, uh, that scared the shit out of me. If it got in your eyes, it would hurt extremely I mean, it would badly, hurt, but, but like it, it, it burned him like it was acid. It would not do that. Okay. No. 
but only she... one way to find out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, I'll do it. I'm I brought sure this some... ammonia today. <laughs> oh no! Um, you said it wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't like being on camera anyway. It's fine. Yeah. No, it's uh, audio format. We'll just yeah. listen to you get tortured. <laughs> Maybe you look like Skeletor. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Why do we all think that's a good thing? <laughs> It says a lot about this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But like, I mean, she is set up as as the main character and then she's just pushed aside yeah. for a, a remarkably less interesting character. <laughs> and just because her leg is ripped open or something, she's like, I got to sleep now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, they give her like the worst, least life-threatening injury. And then they dip her leg in like the mall fountain. It's disgusting. <laughs> to try to fix it yeah <laughs> to be fair it is supposed to be poisonous like she's being poisoned yeah, yeah but it also like it doesn't look that bad it looks horrible yep. it's green it's green it's green and, and blistered bul- bulbous that was a bad that was a bad movie wound I think it was disgusting eh. I don't have a problem with that I just have a problem with the writers yeah. who decided we're done with Courtney Cox Kevin's going to be a star. Yeah, like why are we why are we refocusing on Kevin when we haven't really focused on him? Like we focused on some shenanigans with him, yeah. which is fine. Like you know him and the cop. I think that's fine. You have some shenanigans. You have your B team. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I, I was very frustrated at that point. And then at the exclamation point for that whole thing is because we, we all watch this together and we're watching it at the end. Principal Strickland, cop Strickland, Detective Strickland. I guess. Yeah. Um, is sitting throne adjacent and they're like, so you're going to stay? And he's like, what more could I want? I got a beautiful woman. And and Abby just goes, oh, I hate this. <laughs> and I did too. I was yeah. like, this is terrible. What? It, yeah. it was the easiest cut, I think, of anything in this movie as mm-hmm. far as like things to cut out of this that won't affect the movie at all. Yeah. Like you could have just cut that entire segment where he's talking and it would have worked fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, <laughs> would have been fine. And then Gwildor. <laughs> but we have not talked about it. We haven't talked so about Gwildor. He's, the main character. he's basically the main character. He's Yoda and Jar Jar Binks combined. Because yeah. he's got gills. Yeah. Right. And he's also like really annoying. annoyingly silly sometimes, but also very useful and yeah. learned yeah. in other times. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That is accurate. I had never thought about it that way. I know. I heard horrifying to see the close up of his face. Yeah, he's bad to look at. (laughs) Yeah, like the first like ten minutes of this movie, there's so many giant close ups of his face, of his mask not moving that much when he talks, (laughs) and you can see his mouth underneath the mask painted black. Black. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to pretend like you don't see it. Yeah, (laughs) but you see it. I mean, granted, (sighs) even at the time, VHS was sort of the pinnacle of what you were going to see this in. (laughs) Maybe Laserdisc. And but you'd still be watching it on a normal TV, or you were seeing it in theater projection. Uh, probably, yeah, fine. We were watching it on Matt's new 4K <laughs> TV that we were five feet away from, yeah. and we saw everything. We saw everything. We saw everything. <laughs> Which I want to say though, it's not a bad looking movie. No, it looks really everything good, except the hoverboard scenes holds up. Yeah. The, the hoverboard beginning. scenes look like action figures being thrown around a blue screen. Yeah, the beginning when they're in Eternia, all the sets look really cool. Yeah. Like the weird effect where Skeletor's projecting himself over the oh, planet looks yeah. really cool. Even his like glowiness at the end when he's becoming the golden yeah. god, like looks fine. that looks pretty good. Yeah, I'd, I'd say everything except for the hoverboard like holds up, or at least is you can look at and go, 
that was really good for 87. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The hoverboard stuff looks bad for 87 yeah. because they had hoverboards in Back to the Future a few years earlier. Yeah. And they looked real good. And it was never a Marty McFly no. action figure on a yeah. string. When did when did Back to the Future 2 come out? 80, oh, Back to the Future 2? Ooh, oh, that's shoot, a good point. right. I, I was thinking of when Back to the Future 1 came out. Yeah, they didn't have hoverboards in there. They had a badass skateboard chase, though. <laughs> he invented did. skateboarding. He did. <laughs> wow, look at him go. Back to the Future 2 was 89. So, so two years Ooh. after this. So See, maybe they watched this they, and were like, they, they, no. they pioneered <laughs> is what I think you mean to say. Yeah. <laughs> Masters of the Universe pioneered hoverboarding. Because then uh, Highlander 2... Also had hoverboardy flying. Stuff. Yeah, that uh, Abby and Sam did not get to see. Oh, mm-hmm. you're... <laughs> <laughs> but Matt and I were surely looking at that and going, "Well, I've seen this before." Yeah. Uh, equally, I would say that this, this and that are very similar in t- how they look. They're both terrible. This was more exciting. Mm-hmm. the The hoverboard chase in Highlander Two is. So boring. Yeah. Back to the Future 2 also features a girlfriend that passes out for half for the whole movie. Oh my movie. god, it yeah. does! <laughs> Actually, the whole movie. The whole movie, yeah. yeah. And it was Elizabeth Shue. And it has a weird scene at, a scene at the end where he goes back and everything's different. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He improves his life somehow. Back to the Future 2 stole its plot. Massive but that's from Back to the Future 1, when he goes back and has the big truck and stuff. Oh, that's true. So He-Man stole from Back to the Future, and then Back to the Future <laughs> stole, stole from, from He-Man. He-Man. So really, there's no crime. Yeah. Yeah. It's an Ouroboros. Yeah. That's a, a double jeopardy. You can convict me. <laughs> <laughs> I know how lawyering works. Yeah. <laughs> I know way more about lawyer- lawyering in 2018 than I ever thought I would ever. I know more about law. I know more about... <laughs> it's like... At least some were law words, but maybe not what they mean exactly. <laughs> No, some of them, uh, there's a YouTube channel, uh, what's it called? I can't remember what it's called, Legal Legal, I think, uh, that I've shared with Matt, but it's where an, a lawyer, a trial lawyer sits down and he talks about law in a movie and he's like really good looking. Like he watches oh. Liar Liar. Yeah. Like and he's that. like, whoa, you can't do that. But <laughs> he is like, actually, it is, it is fun to watch because he does point out the stuff that's accurate. Yeah. And the stuff that's accurate, I'm like, really? That is accurate? Like, there's a lot there. Like, but every time, so anytime you see someone walk into, what does he call it? The pit, I think. Something like that. They just walk into a courtroom and they're like, I'm here to do court things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not how it works. You get to, like, check in with the court first. But you're also not allowed to walk up to the person you're, you're a witness. You have to stay behind. (laughs) Yeah. You can't just walk up to someone. That's That's too boring, though. Yes. Now, those those types of channels are abundant on YouTube right now. There's lots of, like, doctors watching Scrubs. Yeah. Lawyers Uh watching Liar Liar. And they're all pretty enjoyable. I like it. I was listening to a podcast where they had a lawyer on who was talking about the same thing. And she said that in School of Rock, because he brings, he's lying about who he is, and he brings children off of school property somewhere else, that he would go to jail for his entire life. I mean, yeah. He kidnapped like 30 children. He did kidnap 30 children in that movie. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. (laughs) No, if you learn anything from this episode today, don't kidnap 30 children. (laughs) Don't lie about who you are. Maybe more importantly, though, don't kidnap 30 children. Yeah. He changed those kids' lives for the better, though. I'm not willing to take that chance (laughs) that that's always going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, they could have lost that rock contest. (laughs) Then he would have gone to jail forever. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. Indeed. Anyway, this has been the School of Rock episode <laughs> of Real Bad. The other thing about them going to the real world, to me, is that it's so clear that they just knew that they wouldn't have enough money to have the whole thing be on Eternia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Annette screamed that to me. Because they had one incredibly good set. Yeah. I think there was clever ways you could do that, though. Like, I think I liked the idea the moment I realized they were, like, on Earth proper that I was like, oh, that's an interesting idea that could be explored, could be explored well, of, like, these people who... Because I'm assuming in the cartoons they don't go to Earth or interact mm. with Earth at all. Mm. Not that I'm aware of. I don't so, think anything. Well, in some continuities. <laughs> but like, in, some in, continuities, the, in the original his, cartoon? His mom is an uh, astronaut from Earth who got lost. Oh. I saw that last <laughs> night. I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> they like reveal a NASA mm. insignia or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was from the 80s? Mm-hmm. I th- I'm not sure it ever made it to the cartoon. Maybe it did. But there's definitely, like, a newer action figure of her from, like, a collector's line where it's, like, her in her space outfit with, like, her Holy USA flag. Holy crap. I like yeah. that a lot. It's pretty cool. It's like, like, they make, they're it's talking like Buck about Rogers. Making, yeah. yeah. Well, they're talking about making a new Masters of the Universe, and I hope that's how it starts. A prequel with his mom would be badass. Well, I just that want, like, so the cool. opening sort of, like, Superman on Krypton type scene Yeah. of, mm-hmm. like, his mom being, like, uh, a traveler and, like, meeting some handsome bull-cutted blonde man on another <laughs> planet. <laughs> it's basically like, reverse Superman. I love it. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Handsome bull-cutted. I feel like <laughs> I feel like those two things are antithetical. Uh, yeah. Um, he man's handsome. And he's got a bull cut. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> There's like the dude from uh, No Country for All Men. He's handsome and has a bowl cut, but he's also evil. I don't feel like he's handsome in that movie. Yeah, he's handsome in general, but not uh, necessarily in No Country for Old Men. Hmm. <laughs> Agree to disagree. <laughs> like, like Jeff Daniels can be a handsome man, uh huh. But he's not handsome and dumb and dumber. He doesn't have the bowl cut. Well, he kind of does. He also kind of yeah. No, yeah. I guess he has the pumpkin pie haircutted freak. Isn't that the line? What? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a line from Dumb and Dumber? Yeah. The when the cop pulls him over and he says, "Give me that bear, you pumpkin pie haircutted freak." What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> but it sounds amazing. It's funny. And that's all I need to know. Well, now we're all Googling Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) I need to see his hair. It is what he is. And yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what that cop says. I can't remember. The cop is another big comic. It's Rocket Man. Yeah. Um, Don't know his name. (laughs) No. uh, Harlan Williams. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sure. That's it. I think that's his name. Um, yeah, no. All results for pumpkin pie haircutted freak or <laughs> pumpkin pie haircut are all Dumb and Dumber. So I don't. I think he just made up a weird thing. Yeah. But whoa. Okay. Don't what? you don't you test me on Dumb and Dumber. That's fair. I will I will fucking ace that <laughs> test. Yeah. Jim Carrey's got the like typical the like, typical mm-hmm. bowl because they actually cut. put a bowl on his head in yeah. that scene and give him a bowl have yep. you seen have you done Rocket Man for this show no but oh now I God, want to we should yeah. I watched should do it. a month of space movies that would be perfect I oh, watched it the day so after many. election day in 2016 that was the lowest moment of my life <laughs> we were just all sitting at my friend's house and we were scrolling through HBO and we were just like should we just watch Rocket Man <laughs> <laughs> and we did and it was so bad. <laughs> it didn't make us feel better at all. I feel like I liked that movie as a kid. It's so bad. Oh, yeah. No, I think I would hate it now. Yeah. I think as a kid, though, watching that, I thought it was very good. Ugh. Oh, I think that's... Uh, oh, God. What is the name of that movie where every... It's it's a stoner movie. Dazed and Confused. No, it's a bad... Half-Baked. St- Half-Baked. Those are very similar movies. He is in both of them. Yes, Harlan Williams. Yeah, that know. is also a movie that it's like this movie is no good. I did laugh a few times, <laughs> yeah. but it's no good. 
So anyway, what were we talking about? He-Man. <laughs> For some reason, we were talking about He-Man's mom. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You totally blew my mind. I didn't know that was a thing. He-Man's mom was way more interesting than him. Oh, they don't interact with Earth. Yes. It's a cheap yeah. thing that they go to Earth. Could have been interesting if they were on Earth. And then bowl cuts. Bowl cuts. <laughs> Pumpkin pie People on Earth have bowl cuts. I mean, we it's got a, back there. So it's a $20 million, $22 million movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1991. So three years later. Star Trek... <sighs> Six, the Undiscovered Country, which had a lot of spaceships, a lot of space battles. Uh, pretty that good. What that movie's called? Yeah. That's a bad name for a movie. I didn't know that. The... I think it's Shakespeare related? Uh, Something? I don't know. That makes sense. Because that mm. one Klingon is always quoting Shakespeare in it. I've never seen that. Christopher Plummer is a Klingon. And really? He, and he quotes Shakespeare a few times. And I think Joe McCarthy. <laughs> Quotes Joe McCarthy? Yeah. Okay. Oh. First thing I was like, Joe McCarthy's <laughs> was in, in Star Trek? <laughs> yeah. That's what he did after? <laughs> yeah. Uh, little little known fact. No. Yeah. Um, but that... Actually, I do like Hollywood. <laughs> and a... Uh, <laughs> um, he was jealous the whole time. Oh, my God. That's probably accurate, I'm though. I'm going to take your job. Yeah. Um, but it was... Uh, only three, you know, three years later in terms of production, and it had uh, Alien Worlds and makeup and everything, and it was only thirty million. Mm-hmm. So you know, eight more million, and you know, slick looking. So twenty-two million for this feels like they should have gotten a little more bang for their buck. Possibly money wasn't spent where it needed to go. Possible that twenty-two million isn't the whole story. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, because nobody in here necessarily like needed a super high paycheck no like frank langella was like known but he wasn't like a star no he was a very good reliable actor yeah who then in his golden years has become a great actor oh yeah you want frank langella now you're gonna pay yeah mm-hmm. back then though <laughs> you got that frank langella money yeah you know but <laughs> but the 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 comparison there is interesting another star trek movie though uh which is star trek first contact came out 10 years later and it's very similar in that a lot of first contact takes place on Earth. Yeah. Um, in the woods. <laughs> yeah. And it's a $45 million movie. So about huh. double the price. So I don't know. The budgets are kind of all over the place, but you do have inflation. So for a good reference of a film that I think looks great, holds up in a lot of ways, came out the same year, uh, the budget of The Princess Bride, $16 million. Huh. Wow. And to me, has better sets yeah. Consistently throughout, and costumes and stuff. That's all. On, a lot of that's on location, right? Isn't it? They're like out in some nice woods and out in some. No, real there's only castle. a couple. There's only a couple. Yeah. Like they some like the cliffside stuff and the boat and all that thing. Oh like, yeah, I guess. You're I feel right. like if you're looking at these two movies, like yes, this looks like it cost maybe a little bit more than Princess Bride, mm-hmm. but not like you don't have million. the compositing. You don't have the. I mean, you do have a lot of map paintings in the Princess Bride. Yeah, so. a lot of. Uh, rodents of unusual size. Oh, yeah. R-O-U-S's. Buy, yeah. That's where all that money went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They Make the right bigger. <laughs> <laughs> it's not big enough. Just this Rob is a Reiner. usual size. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a pretty usual size bread to me. <laughs> they had to buy a lot of those Stormtrooper dudes' outfits, though. Oh, yeah. A lot yeah. of those guys. They did. The costumes that's, are pretty good in this movie. Yeah. 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 I blew it on the costumes I mean, first, God, then. especially I feel like Evelyn and Skeletor's costumes were just... I was weirdly like... Uh, Evelyn's headpiece thing is like yeah. this like weird spider web thing that covers her whole dome uh-huh. and it just like looks 
very like handmade and like intricate uh-huh. that I was like, oh, like now you could just 3D print that. Right, <laughs> but yeah. back then, like actually, like making that would have taken a lot yeah. of work. Well, Even like Skeletor's every... golden crown at the end, yeah, yeah. a lot. <laughs> every bit of He-Man's outfit had like design on it, and the cape was cool and embroidered with stuff. Like and yeah, that's maybe where a lot of the budget went. Yeah, the costumes. There's not like anybody's costume in this movie where I'm like, ooh, that didn't work. And they said Frank. Well, maybe the little rat guy with the hook. He has a pretty weird haircut, but mm-hmm. other than that, I didn't. Karg. Yeah, I didn't get what they Karg. were going for with that yeah. guy. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't get it. I also like I, there was a he was he seemed out of place. Like he was a last minute addition because yeah. he had like that neck thing that you see in Shakespearean <laughs> yeah the ruffles the ruffles <laughs> and did. then he had like a fur cape and then another cape <laughs> mm-hmm. under the fur and a hook like hand a <laughs> big and a dog big mullet hunter, like mullet yeah, yeah. it was really and dog, weird like a real dog face yeah and, and a hook hand yeah yeah it was like he seemed more thrown together than anyone else in this all, movie for all sure. four of those like bounty hunter Blade bad guys like were definitely too. like uh the the discount bin of action figures of just like oh. taping them together to make a new guy. Beastman was real and he looked like Beastman. Yeah. The rest were totally yeah. made up. But Yeah. I don't know. The Predator looking one was pretty cool. Yeah. Yes. I, could, my yeah, I couldn't figure out what that was what was going on there. It had like Some a sort weird of... frog throat. Uh-huh. Yeah. I dug it. Yeah. I liked yeah. it. I, I thought that was creepy and cool. Well, you said at one point, you know, uh, Empire Strikes Back was a good movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. <laughs> and I do feel like a lot, some people watch that movie and they think, why don't those guys get to do anything? And I feel like somebody watched that movie and thought, let's write a movie where those guys do get to do something. Yeah. Which I think is interesting, like having the bounty hunters actually do something is cool and something that people want to see, like weirdos do weird stuff and shoot laser beams, but... I yeah I that was where I was coming from on that is because yeah. the in Empire you're introduced to these bounty hunters mm-hmm. and they all look cool and weird mm-hmm. but they don't you don't see them do anything Boba Fett operates in the shadows and yeah. just figures everything out and poof the plan works yeah and we've developed this whole mythology of Boba Fett based on him doing nothing in in, an, in the movie <laughs> except being accidentally set into the mouth of a monster in the third movie. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't actually do anything. He's just a cool costume and a cool idea. Yeah. And then when you see them in this movie, when I saw them in this movie, my, my brain kept going... Yeah, they should operate in the shadow because <laughs> you guys aren't good at this. They, they no. seem yeah. like the four that if you were watching Empire Strikes Back and the camera moved over to the right <laughs> a little bit more, like you see these six guys and it's like, oh, there's more of you over yeah. there. Yeah, we don't need your help. Like, they're the robot chicken. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. robot oh chicken God. sketch. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So it was a shame too because I did, I like the idea of mercenaries being sent off that way mm-hmm. in a movie. Like it would be cool. But they just did, the writers didn't write yeah. it well, and the choreography was not very good. Yeah. Um, well, it also bugged me in the same way that I'm gonna upset Nick for a second here, but I will oh, no. make it up to you. I promise. Uh, it upset me in the same way that Infinity War upsets me a little bit. Uh, in that you are upsetting me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> go. That I like the only problem I think I have with that movie is that so much of it is Thanos sending his minions to go do things oh, the children. when it seems okay. like he so easily could have just done it himself very quickly. Plus the yes. whole movie's up before, like up until that, he's done the same exact thing from the shadows when he could have gone and done it easily himself. Yeah, too. but like this movie really much, like there's so many moments in, in Infinity War, he's like, I must get the, 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 you, go try to do that for me. 
And I'm like, oh, okay. You were building to something and then decided to send this random guy I'd never seen. To be fair, though, spoilers, (laughs) it worked. Yes, but I was annoyed by it while watching it. Okay. Especially, like, some of those minions I care less about. Also, to be fair, not even all the superheroes together almost beat him. Basically did beat him, except for that uh, Star-Lord freaked out. So Mm -hmm. he needed help. Yeah, I'm not saying it doesn't, like, work overall. I'm saying it was little annoyances to me throughout the movie when those were were happening. I think you hate Infinity War. Yeah, I think you're... Big jerk. Nope. <laughs> Just hate you two right now. <laughs> he had a way harder stone to go get, too. He was working right. on a timetable. It's not a problem. I changed my mind. Good job. You guys win. <laughs> okay, thank you. That's all I needed. We're going to move a competitive podcast. We're having a discussion. That's, look, all podcasts are competitive. <laughs> oh, I've been doing them wrong. You haven't <laughs> been playing pr- pr- properly. Yeah. yeah I, apparently, I'm in last place. My podcast has points involved. In Do you it, have so. a Discord? You need to be on Discord and talking with other podcasters to figure out when the best time to release your podcast is so you can get more points. And how to win. Yes. Well, is Good. that a real? Wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing in my experience of playing uh, a, a mobile game uh, where I've been playing for a long time and having fun, and then you have to join a guild to get further in the game. So I joined mm. the guild, and then they're like, okay, what Discord are you on? And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, are yeah, you on a Discord now? I am now on a Discord <laughs> with my guild. Badass. <laughs> and and I And they're lovely people. Yeah. But it is weird. I'm kind of like, it's just my mobile game. I, don't, <laughs> I, I didn't know that this was going to be so... Yeah, there's a whole bunch of other Nicks out there. Yeah. <laughs> And I was trying to have fun while pooping, and now I gotta get on Discord. <laughs> Pretty much. Now I have to. Now I have to go home and check the Discord every night, and it's uh, it's kind of becoming work. And uh, that's fine. It's fine. I'm gonna yeah. unlock Jedi Knight Revan at some point. I'll get there. You know, couldn't do that without my guild. So. It's fine. Should we talk about how we'll fix this movie? <laughs> uh, we kind of did a little bit. Yeah. yeah, we should probably maybe do that officially. <laughs> it's hard because I do enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. I had a really good time. I enjoyed I enjoyed even the bad moments. Uh, I, I do think what we talked about with the Courtney Cox character is my fix. That yeah. is my big fix is I feel like she was our main character. and You don't need any. You, you didn't need anything else. You could have her in the cop. Um you know, it, it that could have been the thing. I agree with you, Sam. You put her in a band, and that and she could have been that character. Yeah. I don't think you needed that. And it's weird that they introduced her so perfectly to be that character, and then she's not. Yeah, maybe she's in a band, doesn't have a boyfriend, has dead parents, and she just is like super like alone and doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah, and that's an interesting character too. She mm-hmm. could have stayed on Eternia instead of going to college. Yeah, how many bands do you think they have on Eternia? <laughs> Probably none. It seems like. They have a crossover. She could be Josie from Josie and the Pussycats. <gasps> oh, oh, damn. That'd be great. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm on, I'm on board for yeah. this. So that's Josie really my... Josie and the Battlecats. My, oh, my oh, God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. I also just pictured Courtney Cox with three Battlecats yeah. in a band. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. No other humans. No, it's a very bad band. <laughs> it's like uh, one of my greatest disappointments in film watching was uh, the movie Airheads, which mm-hmm. I don't know. It's uh, Brendan Fraser, Adam Sandler, and Steve Buscemi. Mm-hmm. And they they build, they, they're talking about their band through this whole thing. They just keep talking the Lone about Lone Rangers. Yeah, they keep talking about it. And then at the end, their band is just sort of fine. <laughs> and it was like, no, you needed to go a direction. You needed it to either be absolute dog shit or a really great band or you never show it you should watch a film called Garage Days 
Alex Proyas, one of my favorite filmmakers. Well, then hmm. you've already seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have not. It's oh, one okay. of his one of the few f- films of his it's, that I haven't seen. It does what you want Airheads to do. Oh, cool. Huh. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I like Alex Garage Perez a lot. Days, so you said? Yeah. yeah. It's like an Irish film or no, a British film or something? Uh, well, Perez is Australian. Okay, maybe it's Australian. There are some accents in this movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been maybe 10, 15 years since I saw it, so I don't really remember what they were. So Perez okay. directed The Crow and Dark City uh, oh. and then has gone on to make a litany of terrible movies. Hmm. Uh, to be fair, Garage Days, don't think it's a great movie, hmm. but it is interesting in... What the way you were talking about airheads? Okay, well, I will yeah. check it out. So anyway, that's my fix. Sam, what do you think? So he, for me, the one thing that bothered me the whole time we were watching this movie, this is my easy fix. Okay, uh, that He-Man's main thing, like the toy line, is that it has lots of really recognizable weird villains, mm-hmm. like Merman, Trap Trapjaw, Whiplash, Clawful, and none of them are in this movie, and this is a bunch of idiots who I've never seen before in this movie. Except Beast Man. Except for no reason, Beast Man, <laughs> who acts completely differently, and Evil Lynn. And they both oh, look really true. cool. Oh, that's true, yeah. Evil Lynn is a major staple of the cartoons. And even Gwildor is, like, basically Orko. I There's know. no reason it couldn't have just been Orko, and well, he could have invented, like, a key in his laboratory or whatever, and he's, and then, like, Skeletor captured him, and then it's the same story. You know? I would say Orko is harder to pull off in live action in 1987. I think he could have looked similar, and they could have just called him Orko. They could have put a hat on him. And he'd oh, be that's like, a good oh, point. All right. Yeah, I guess make him Orko. don't not float. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah that's got, that's a good point. I, I, you're right. <laughs> he even had Orko's years. Yeah. So you replace the characters that we don't know with ones that we do know. I know that they have to sell toys, and that's probably why they did it. But I wanted to see that style applied to more mm-hmm. of the cast just because I thought it was so cool. So I think if that had been changed, I would have enjoyed it more just out of pure nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I think a version of this movie that is very expensive – and has the same character design and Frank Langella and all takes place on Eternia and has a bunch of characters in it. It's just like Star Wars-y, big mm-hmm. battle. That would be good too. Cool. So those are my two ways. Excellent. Abby, what do you think? You guys both took mine. <laughs> oh, like, no. <laughs> they, I, all, part of mine was also almost taken and then <laughs> I derailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my big thing was like, Kevin needs to go. Mm. There needs, or there needs to be a reason for him to be important or competent because he just wasn't for most <laughs> no. of the movie. Um, and yeah, more Eternia. I know that it's expensive, but that like that's where the movie shined. And it, yeah, it was just so starkly different in Earth, and almost had a little bit of the energy sucked out of it. So either finding a way to make that more energetic so maybe a different setting or something um but yeah Eternia was where more of the movie should have taken place interesting point that I didn't think of until just now is they did sort of set it in nowhere United mm-hmm. States mm-hmm. And I think it, it's supposed to be California yeah there's like a they, palm tree in the background there's some point. palm trees and I think there's like a license plate or something that says California on it so I was like I guess that's where they are also one of just the things to be where they actually were yeah, so yeah one amazing. of the things that I like about the original Thor and I don't like that movie very much it's one of the few Marvel films I'm kind of like <laughs> um, is I like that they ran with the New Mexico setting mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I, I appreciated that like I felt like I knew where I was and I could have dealt with that a little bit here too. It was like, I don't, it just feels like nowhere specific. Well, one of the main things we brought up 
when we were watching the movie uh, was that there's nobody else in this movie. There's nobody. <laughs> there's nobody on Eternia besides the people in Castle Grayskull, and there's nobody apparently on Earth besides these two teenagers and uh, this cop. And Charlie. And Charlie. Yeah, and we, yeah, yeah only the people who get weird random names. Uh, and Carl. we see a, a group of teenagers and police and firemen outside of the school gym, which burns down at some point. Mm-hmm. But that's the like only people we see at yeah. all affected by the plot of this movie. And their town is exploding yeah. through a lot of it. There's and like nobody ever battle. comes out There's of their house. There's a giant weird parade float <laughs> with a skeleton man floating down the middle of your main street. Yeah. And, and no, no one is there one. to go, ah! <laughs> that would have been cool if he was like threatening people and yeah. like shooting beams like at people. Times Square or something. Yeah. 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 Or like the, the Joker in 89 Batman. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like an actual parade. Yeah. yeah. They evidently made a point to shoot all of the scenes on Earth, or most of them that included the people from Eternia at night, so it didn't look as, like, grossly out of place that these characters were there. Yeah. And so I think if you had changed the setting to somewhere where it was more... Like it had more of a character or something where it wasn't it wasn't something so boring as like small town America. Well, we got that one main street and then the one alleyway that had the pizza sign. <laughs> right. And, and the restroom sign too. Yeah. yeah. And those are the only two like areas we get on Earth. Yeah. And it's, Pizza. Where? Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, so this is conveniently like Main Street where everything's closed at night, so there's no humans around, I guess. Except yeah. for the music shop is open. Yeah. It's the only thing open. He can't be doing very well. <laughs> um, well, he's yeah. not now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> ruined. For Charlie. Or you run with the fact that they look out of place and you just like yeah. let that's them walk like around the like aspect. goobers. Yeah, that's the Thor. Because yeah. then it's yeah. funny It's funny when they fall and when they first show up and they meet the cow. And then it's really funny when they go steal the barbecue. Yeah. And they're like, they don't eat meat, I guess, or something. I didn't really understand that. Or, but yeah. Yeah. That yeah. seems like they they don't eat meat. But it was still mm-hmm. interesting. And it was like, they use a grappling hook to steal a bunch of ribs. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Oh, God, he just got that all over his beard. Oh, he just poured that sauce so, all over that beard. Uh, it was so uh, gross. Uh, I hated it. I was... Oh, anyway. <laughs> um, Abby, were you done? I think I'm done. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Matt? Yeah. You derailed before we could take away your your yeah. fix. What did what did we de- what did you derail? Uh, the part about Courtney Cox staying on Eternia. <laughs> uh, when I jumped in with my Josie and the Pussycats idea. I was like, well, there, no. I, to be fair, I also had the Josie and the Pussycats idea that was like, oh, that's fun. We could add that. But so I didn't mean to completely derail it. But no. uh, that's part of mine is to keep her on Eternia at the end of the film. My main thing though is recasting Dolph Lundgren because mm-hmm. oh. he's awful. Mm-hmm. And I think you could have a more fun version of this movie if you had a more competent lead man that you could let be a leading man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so my pick, that who was popular in the 80s, who I think would do a really good job of playing against Frank Langella's straight man Skeletor. Is he going to be a wrestler? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're going against your 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 brand. It's fair, yes. Uh, but this guy would also have to. He's been beefy in movies before, but he'd probably have to beef up a lot more than he has <laughs> for this role. Uh, and that's Mr. Kurt Russell. Whoa, that would be a fucking weird He-Man. Y- yes, but picture like Snake Plissken or Big Trouble in Little China, like. Well, Kurt Tango Russell, and Cash. Like, that yeah. personality. Tango and Cash, he was huge. He was huge, and he was funny, too, and, like, I can see that, maybe. Like, a little bit of a snarky He-Man to, like, mm. to be the, like, I love Kurt Skeletor Russell so much. Man. Yeah. Like, he could, like, sort of, like, mess with him a little bit. Mm-hmm. I would love a Snake Plissken. No, not a... What, what is his name from Big Trouble in Little China? Jack something? 
Jack is right, but I don't know his last name. Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, God. He would be so great. Snarky He-Man would be so good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, so, I, want, I would. I want to make that movie now. Yeah. So I want Kurt Russell, definitely. Like, I was, like, looking through, like, 80s action stars, and mm-hmm. I was like, who could be, like, who could carry this movie who's, like, not just, like, another, like, who's not Arnold or Sylvester Stallone or something like that? Yeah. Because uh, I think they would pretty much do the same thing that Dolph Lundgren did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, yeah, replace him. And then, yeah, at the end of the movie... Uh, yeah, definitely make Kevin less a part of the plot. <laughs> I think I still want him there, hmm. but he he can be a little helpful, but I don't want him to solve everything. I want Courtney yeah. Cox to be, like, the true hero of this film, and so much so that at the end she decides to move to Eternia because she was going to leave anyways. Yeah. Right. There's nothing for her there. Like, maybe yeah. they broke up earlier in the film or something like that, and he has to help her out, but they're still broken up. Mm-hmm. So she goes to Eternia, and then... Your after credit scene isn't the Skeletor head popping up. It's stealing the scene from the end of the Super Mario Brothers movie <laughs> where Courtney Cox is going to burst in dressed all future Eternia. Maybe she's She-Ra. There you go. Maybe that's, not, that's also not bad. <gasps> that would um, be so cool. <laughs> but it, it, oh, my God. <laughs> but she burst in wearing like a Tila Duncan type of outfit, and she's like, hey, Kevin, come. We need your help. Nobody needs Kevin. No, no, but like it would lead <laughs> yeah. to her like showing what she's been doing. Yeah, and would give her a reason to come back to Earth and look all cool. She should also say it's horrible. Gwildor's been killed. <laughs> oh. Then you'll come back for the sequel because he's not gonna be in it. <laughs> oh. But he's the main character. Yeah, it's true. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, mostly just recast uh, uh, Dolph Lundgren with Kurt Russell, and then let Courtney Cox be the true hero of the film. Now I'm just imagining uh, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage as Beast Man. That would be very good. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be very good. I'm just trying to find a picture of Kurt Russell with his shirt off from Tango and Dad. <laughs> For reasons. Yeah, yourself. Yeah, through your giant For folder of pictures. research. Of yeah. I'm trying to find the best photo of Kurt Russell with his shirt yeah. off. <laughs> I'm not finding anything, you guys. So, uh, what about would Ernest fix this? Did he do that? I don't think he would. I don't you know. You know what? This might be one where he would not make it better. Ernest could own the music store. Very good. Uh, Ernest instead of Charlie? Uh, you like Charlie better than Ernest? No, I don't like I don't want anybody in that. I don't I think that whole sequence is pointless. Oh yeah, Nick, did you fix it yet? I did. Oh, okay. Sorry. I just you got to fix Courtney Cox. What yeah. they do with Courtney Cox. Like she's she's too good of an actor. To just be sidelined, and the character was interesting and likable, and and obviously capable, and they just sidelined her, and it seemed weird because it didn't seem that's what it didn't seem like that's what the movie was going to do originally. It's like mm-hmm. they changed directions in the middle of the film. Yeah, yeah, v- very bizarre. And so that that was my fix. Was you just gotta uh, everything else? I'm fine with really, um, <laughs> but. I no, I don't. I I don't. I I'm with Matt. I don't think Ernest needs to be in this movie. Ernest could be Gwildor. <laughs> that would be good. No. Yes. See, I think no. he'd be in like a wizard robe, and he'd be like a really dumb inventor, and See, he'd I screw think everything up. Ernest changes this movie too much. Yeah, I agree. Mm. I think his type of humor yeah. changes this movie too much in a different direction. I agree. Unless he plays evil in. <laughs> <laughs> you leave Meg Foster alone. Yeah. <laughs> All right, maybe about, Ernest doesn't fix this one. Yeah. Mm. I just don't see it. I think it's too... It, what if he plays Carl? 
Who's Carl? Oh, just has one scene. <laughs> he gets beat up. He gets beat <laughs> up, and then, thr- and then he can like thrash around on a, a stretcher a little bit, and just be like, <gasps> Kevin, Kevin. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, I got he's the only that. friend in the world. Yeah, in this high schooler who knew his name. <laughs> oh no, oh, I like that. Oh man, he could be the same. Uh, his janitor character from when from he's uh, in the school. Which one's that? And he gets scared. No, scared stupid. He's in the school. No, it's the one where they do experiments on his brain. What? What? The Ernest movie where he works in the school. They do experiments on his brain? Yeah. There's like secret scientists that work behind the lockers. What the hell are you talking about? I don't know what it's called. I watched it when I was a kid. I was, okay. So there's Ernest Goes to Camp. Ernest Saves Christmas. Ernest Scared Stupid. Ernest Goes to School. There's Ernest Goes to School, evidently. <laughs> I had no idea there was I've Ernest never heard of this. <laughs> he works as a janitor at a high school, which is facing closure due to the school board's decision to merge other schools in the area. Oh, this is in the episode? <laughs> I wasn't talking to the mic because I didn't assume this was in the episode of the podcast. No, the people need this to know. This is going to be in the episode, Matt. Uh, oh, my God. But, yeah, so he's trying to, like, get his high school diploma while working at the school or something. Uh, uh, but then, yeah, at a certain point. You go back to high school once you're No, you old. take night classes. Yeah. Well, so yeah. it says there's also a new rule. All employees are required to have a high school diploma, which Ernest lacks due to an incomplete high school transcript. So then he needs to be... So Ernest has two choices as a result, resign or go through the 12th grade. This feels overly complicated. Ernest reluctantly decides to redo school and enters the student body, attending regular classes and performing usual student activities, but all not with a little catastrophe. What? Wikipedia. Come on. (laughs) Um, uh, Soon the principal tells him he's failing and that he may as well forget about the experiment. As Ernest is off sulking about it, two science teachers show up in his locker to reveal their biz- biggest experiment to him, a potential brain accelerator. They make Ernest their human guinea pig and see what happens. So they, like, zap him and make him super smart. But then it has that, like, sad thing where he starts to get even dumber than he was before. So it's oh. Flowers for yes. Algernon. That's oh the my one what the heck? It doesn't get as sad as Flowers for Algernon. <laughs> yeah. so sad. But there's, like, definitely inspired by... Hmm. Why, so, don't, why don't we have children read anything happy? Yeah, like so, yeah, I had to read where the earth. red fern grows. Oh God, me too. And 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 flowers for Algernon. Yeah, and Moby Dick. I guess Moby Dick isn't as sad as it is just boring. Boring. <laughs> old Man in the Sea. I had to fucking read Old Man in the Sea. Oh, that's like Moby Dick, but the fish is smaller. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then oh, he's tasting. What does that mean? Why is he tasting copper? He's had a heart attack. This is fascinating. <laughs> anyway. It's time to rate this. Everybody here has their own little rating system. Mine is what Star Wars movie is it? And for me, this is Return of the Jedi. It's got some problems. It doesn't work on all levels, but goddamn, I had a good time. <laughs> and there were some elements of it that I think are truly good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Skeletor design is really good. I think the costumes, for the most part, are really good, um, especially I- Evelyn and Skeletor. So, like, I think there's I think there's some good stuff in here. And I had a great time watching it. Matt, how do you rate this? Uh, this is my possessed mushroom puppet scale of enjoyment uh, out of five. And I wanted to give this movie something higher, but the more we've talked about it and the more I really thought about it, there are a lot of problems with it that could be fixed, so... I'm going to bump it down to a three out of five. Yeah, that's Mushroom Puppets, because I did really enjoy it, mostly because it's hilarious uh, accidentally in some parts. <laughs> and it was a fun group watch. 
It's so also is, hilarious on purpose sometimes, too, yes, I feel like. Yes, absolutely. But I think this is definitely one that is enhanced by watching it with your friends. Like, yeah. if you're going to watch Masters of the Universe, one, it's all on YouTube for free, so go ahead and do that. <laughs> I have the uh, Blu-ray now, though, just so we're clear. <laughs> so if you want to hang out with Nick and watch it, you can do that. <laughs> Damn but straight. If you don't live close to Nick, then you got to watch it on YouTube. Uh, or but, buy your own Blu-ray. I guess, yeah, you can support the... <laughs> it was the $11. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot for a Blu-ray these days, <laughs> I feel. <laughs> just watch it with your friends. Yeah, that's cool. Abby, you need to unveil your rating system. Um, So my rating system is going to be how many brownies does it take for me to feel emotionally recovered from this movie? And, like, I'm always going to have a brownie because, obviously. Um, Regular brownie, not pot brownie? Yeah, just regular brownie. (laughs) Okay. You're the one who made the pot joke today on (laughs) Slack. That's true. (laughs) That was a very good time. (laughs) Um, so we just assume now that Abby the just, stoner over yeah. such, such a stoner I'm high right now is what we're <laughs> <looking at. laughs> um, so I think this one gets I, it's probably out of like five and this one gets two because like there are a couple of moments where I would definitely stress eat like I hate this is happening but yeah. overall it was I right. think you and I both reached for a cookie yeah we did the moment the the cop is sitting there with a woman on his leg. Hey, give me a pretty dame. <laughs> yep. Whoa. I wish I remembered the moment. There was definitely a moment when they're like on Earth and it started to get a little get a little boring. That me and Sam both at like the same time picked up our phones. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, all right. I guess this is a boring part of the movie. Yeah. I think it was when they were. There was like the big shootout that took forever, maybe in the music room. Something maybe. was happening there. Mm, yeah. When they were dobbing her leg in the pool. Or yeah. The there was definitely down. some parts where I was like, this seems unimportant. Yeah. We could have probably snipped this out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Two, br- two brownies? Two brownies. That's not bad. Out of infinite no. brownies? No, probably out of five brownies. You so it's like a now, reverse one out of five. Horrible you haven't seen podcast. things. You're going to say, like, I need 30 <laughs> brownies to recover. That's fair. <laughs> like, Give yourself room. <laughs> why would I limit my brownies? Yeah. This is the big thing. Fair. Never exactly. limit brownies. Never, no. Never, never. Especially if they're good brownies. Yeah. They don't have like walnuts in them. Whoa. Ooh, I love Strong walnut stance brownie, yeah. from Nick Jenkins, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> walnuts taste like poison to me. Maybe you're allergic mm, to walnuts. No, they don't do anything <laughs> bad to me. They just, I, I chew them and they're like bitter. Huh. I like walnuts. It could be an allergy. Yeah. Really? I walnut. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I also don't like, I don't know. I just, I, I just like straight up chocolate. Just give me straight up chocolate brownie. I don't I need any frills. Yeah. Put some more chocolate on top of it. <laughs> chocolate frosting. We're good to go. More chocolate inside. It and yes, and chocolate chips. Yep. <laughs> maybe some peanut butter. You throw some peanut mm, butter in whoa. there. Like, no, you went too far the other way now. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I lost them. You were relatable for just a brief <laughs> moment. <laughs> now they know who I really am. <laughs> anyway, Sam, how do you rate this? Hey, my. First of all, I just want to apologize to Matt. I've been a bad friend to you today. I it was revealed that I steal his tape off his desk at work, and he looked really disappointed in me. It was revealed because you walked in and you were like, oh, you're here. <laughs> Did you steal his gaff tape? Oh, no. it was just two-sided tape from Target. He was being a big baby about it, but I'm still sorry. <laughs> I got to apologize to the big baby. And then we attacked him for not to liking be fair, a very... I handed you the tape immediately you when you asked so for hurt, it. You look so hurt, though. Well, because you told me you had stolen it many times when I have not been around. We're friends, though, right? 
We'll see. Oh, no. <laughs> see, this is why. And then we were mean to him about Infinity War. Mm-hmm. He looked hurt about that, too. So, I'm, Matt, I'm sorry. I just found out that Tobin, who is uh, also a, a recurring guest on the show. Are we going to dunk on someone who's not here? No, no, no. <laughs> I found out that that he would rather watch Doctor Strange again than Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And I, I have years. now had a crisis in my, my soul. So he and I have to talk about this because I have to figure out why someone uh, would do that. That's just weird. Yeah. So, Tobin, we're going to chat. Yeah, I've never seen Doctor Strange and I don't want to. Hmm. That's hmm. my opinion. Okay. It's, that's <laughs> fair. It's fine. I listened to the Snark Squad about it and was like, that's all I need to know. Yeah. It adds nothing, really, yeah. to anything. And Infinity War Infinity War did for Doctor Strange what the original Avengers did for the Hulk. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, like at the end of Doctor Strange, I'm like, okay, but why... And then at the end, by the end of Infinity War, I'm like, fucking Doctor Strange is badass in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish he'd had a British accent, but still. And the funniest part of Doctor Strange is from Thor Ragnarok anyway. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. And Wong. I like Wong. Anyway. Oh, Wong's good. Wong's and good. Mordo's good, too. Okay, so my <laughs> system is the European toilet system. When you go to Europe, you'll see the toilets, and they have one button that has one drop of water that flushes the pee down, and then one button that has two drops of water that flushes the poop down. And you pick which one so you can save water and flush whatever you need to flush. So I'm pushing the buttons till the movie goes down. Sometimes I put this movie in my magazine rack or on my knickknack shelf. I think this one's going on my knickknack shelf. It's a He-Man action figure going on my knickknack shelf. And then I'll look at it while I'm pooping mm-hmm. or play with it while I'm pooping. <laughs> oh. I mean, but like I a wanna, mobile game. Yeah. Sure. I don't want to flush this down the toilet. It's cute. Yeah. I think we all agree it's an enjoyable. It's got problems. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not perfect, but it's and it is an enjoyable. Film. You know what I appreciate too is like I think I said this while we were watching it is that goddamn it this movie's trying. Yeah, yeah. it is. It, yes. nothing about it feels like they were just like oh this, uh, you know whatever. Like they were trying to have action sequences. They were trying to be thrilling, and a lot of times they succeeded. Mm-hmm. And you know they weren't the one hundred percent most competent filmmakers, no. but. I appreciate it when a film is trying, and I, I never felt like this movie was being necessarily lazy. Yeah. Um, I had a number of hell yeah moments in this movie, like legitimate ones. The beginning, when Skeletor has his giant parade float, and the end, all were like really legitimately <laughs> cool. Oh, also his staff was fucking cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It raised some questions about the animal life that they were familiar with. Why? Because it was like a ram's skull or something mm-hmm. on his staff. Oh, yeah. but they didn't know what a cow, what a cow was. was. Um, <laughs> Son of a bitch. You blew it wide open. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said that while we were watching it. I was like, I don't want to ruin it for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but like near the end of the film, I was like, oh, yeah, he's got like a ram's skull on his well, staff. And... Maybe they have like purple cows on their world. Yeah. And it was just like they couldn't comprehend what they were seeing. It's right. just a cowless world. Oh. Or they have just, everything except right, right. Yeah. It's, it's all the same except cows. Yeah. Right. And uh, beast men. And uh, the, every <laughs> measurement of time. Oh, God, that was so stupid. Oh, my God. Oh. We didn't even talk about that. It's so many annoying, like, oh, a parsec on until the moon reaches its vertex. Yeah. And you're like, and then what happens? <laughs> yeah. They just, and they do it so much. Mm-hmm. Especially by the end. Yeah. Well, There's it sounds this... like it's like the tension's supposed to be rising. They're like, we've only got nine parsecons. I'll get like, this finished in a microt. Yeah. It's like, 
cool. Is that soon? <laughs> is that impressive? <laughs> yeah. I think and, Abby was the one who said, what does that mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. how long is that? But not even from a snarky position. It's like, we need to know yeah. how long yeah. they no, are working with. it sounds with. like they're just waiting for the moon to rise. It's like, okay, so is that like six hours from mm-hmm. now? Because yeah. that's not that long to get that key back. Uh-huh. If we're in pitch black, that could be a year. Your moon? Our moon? Whose moon? <laughs> like... <laughs> How many moons do you have? <laughs> that is also important. And rise for who? And like they also where? never show any sort of moonrise. Oh, even, they don't. Yeah, like no. hinting like it's not creeping over the horizon. There's even a big door that opens up into space, and there's no moon behind the big door. Yes. You think the moon would be shining on Skeletor? I feel like not. that would have been easy to key in. Yeah. A moon. It's a just, circle. Just a moon. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't even need to be our moon. Obviously. <laughs> no, just a moon. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I was watching the other day, and I shared this with Matt. I was watching, uh, there's a scene in the show Rebels where Darth Maul confronts Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm -hmm. And it is one of my favorite things I've ever seen. It's really cool. But I realized that Tatooine has two moons as well as two suns because it all takes place at night. And I looked up and I was like, oh yeah, Tatooine, two suns, moons. Weird. Okay. Just a weird thing. You gotta have two (laughs) things to reflect the two suns. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. I'm trying to think, like... I guess they, yeah, that they never showed that in the original. I don't think they're there long enough for it to be night. They were at um, night. No, they were they were there they at were? night. Yeah, because Luke as, steps outside to look for R two. Hmm. Yeah, well, he's scanning the horizon and they're like, uh, ah, we'll check in the morning. Sunset mm. though, right? Just, well, no, it was after sunset. There's also definitely cliff. night scenes in the prequels on Tatooine. Oh, that's true. He kills all the sand. The oh, I wonder if there's two. Night. I'm not going to go back and watch those. <laughs> we have to now, Nick. God damn <laughs> we it! Have to see if there's two moons. I bet there are. Oh. That's easily the most Google above thing ever (laughs) anything about star wars is like two seconds away Yeah, that's probably true okay time to do our last segment so people can go home and eat food yeah um it is is called real good where we recommend something uh real good get the taste of this movie out of your mouth hopefully um i don't think this movie needs i don't think you need to get the taste of this movie out of your mouth necessarily but i would say if you haven't seen the empire strikes back if you want to see a better use of mercenaries in this case bounty hunters uh being sent off on a mission by a threatening uh, masked leader then check out The Empire Strikes Back although if you haven't seen The Empire Strikes Back what are you doing so Matt <laughs> what's your real good uh, my real good is a movie that I brought up a lot when we were talking about this film both last night and on Slack uh, because it reminds me of it more so not necessarily plot wise but in some costuming and I think the way that I felt about the movie I'm going to name uh, when I was a kid is the way that I would have felt so about Masters of the Universe anticipation. if I had seen it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Drum roll. The, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even like down to some of the costumes where like Goldar's costume and Skeletor's costume at the end like have similarities mm-hmm. and there's a character named Scorpina who may not be in the movie, but she's in the TV show. Uh, and her outfit and Evelyn's outfit are very, very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just... Lots of things from this were reminding me of the Power Rangers and in the best ways. And Franklin Jealous Skeletor reminded me a lot of Ivan Ooze from the movie. And so, yeah, it's not a great movie, but if you haven't rewatched it in a while, check it out. I feel like I'm going to be forced to watch one of those at some point. Yeah, no, we should definitely watch that for this podcast. It's bad. Because <laughs> it, it, it's, it's similar to Super Mario Brothers where my nostalgia holds it in my heart. Right. And I like it because of that. But it is way bad there's in many ways. There's rough CGI at the end of that movie. There's rough CGI throughout. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of ooze. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because of... That's all they could do back then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they had pink ooze. It was a, the height of the pink ooze. Yeah. It started yeah. with Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, and the then, blob. And then, oh, I might have started with the blob. Yeah. But lots of pink ooze. Mm-hmm. 
Abby, what's your real good? Oh, man. Well, both of those, but... (laughs) (laughs) Did we take both of yours? Almost, yeah. So for some really weird reason, I guess it was specifically Gildor, but I kept thinking about Labyrinth. Gildor. Gildor. Yes. Sorry. I'm sorry, Gildor. (laughs) Fucking snarf. Gildor. Yeah. People are pissing me off. Orko. Gildor is the character find of 1989. Respect Gwildor. <laughs> My but, new campaign t shirt. <laughs> it's not vote for, just respect. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so just like the cool, like fun character design made me think of Labyrinth, but other oh, than that. That's, yeah. yeah. Uh, David Bowie. That's a movie full of Gwildors. Yeah, <laughs> it, it right, kind of exactly. Is. Only better. Better mouths. Yeah, yeah. better yes. mouths. Mouth that actually move. Yeah. yeah. Just like really cool little dudes. I remember yeah. when I was a kid thinking that Fox, the the Fox Knight Ooh, guy, Brian the dog, was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Yeah. And I still watch it and go, he's cool. Yeah. I also yeah. really like when there's like real dog and then not real dog. That's yeah. More than that movie. <laughs> You're like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> it's kind of like Sprocket and Fraggle Rock. Yeah, sometimes yeah, he's yeah. real too. It's yeah, like, eh, you tried. <laughs> Henson, but I mean, not they, really working. They tried a lot of that stuff. They had that white lion. Uh, Henson made this. Yeah, not the band. What? What? What's There's the white lion in? Uh, look up Jim Henson White Lion. There's this great puppet that they made. It's a great uh, that as a kid I remember thinking that's the most real puppet I have ever seen. Ah, it's from the Jim Henson hour. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, and it was like, it was cool. (laughs) So, um, well, Matt is looking that up. Sam, what's your real good? Also, I love Labyrinth, but... Yeah. yeah. It's a very cool puppet. (laughs) Everyone look at this puppet. Whoa. Whoa. I told you, right? Whoa. That thing's cool. I think I've seen stills of that and just assumed he was standing next to a real lion. Yeah. That is very cool. <laughs> oh, no. Not Jim. <laughs> Not Jim. <laughs> that was awesome. We'll put that on the Patreon for everybody because yeah. it is really cool. It's called Outtake, the Jim Henson Hour, the Jim Henson Company. There's nothing about lines in it, but you can find it. Excellent. Sam, what is your real good? Um, so there's a She-Ra cartoon on Netflix. I've heard good things. Kind of is okay. Okay. My main problem with it is actually character design based in that the monstrous characters in it look kind of boring, I think. Oh. But I feel like th- as the more seasons go by, the like that will grow hmm. and more more characters will be folded into it and maybe someday it'll be about He-Man too. Not necessarily have to be because it was good, but they talk about Eternia a lot in it. Oh. So if you ha- enjoyed this movie and you want to see more He-Man, it's a great way to like dip your toe into the universe I feel like and it's good it's a good story a little rough animation sometimes I think Uh, also the end of this movie Skeletor goes full Doctor Doom and it reminded (laughs) me so much of Doctor Doom in Final War which was a recent like Marvel super event where Doctor Doom destroys the universe and takes it over and makes it in his own image and uh, so read that too I think Doctor Doom has some issues yeah he does. That seems like a... <laughs> he makes Reed Richards' wife be his wife. Oh. <laughs> but not in, it's not creepy, really, though, for some reason. He's very respectful I mean, it her. sounds I mean, creepy. Say, yeah. married, like, and made in the same, like... Well, he makes, her in that, he makes her in that he has redefined the reality so that nobody <laughs> ever knows any different. That's point. Hey, thank you guys for podcasting <laughs> with me. My God, we're all hungry. Uh... 
uh, you can find us, of course, uh, at Real Bad Pod on Twitter, um, and you can go to patreon.com slash realbadpod and uh, chip in a buck or two if you would like. We'd really appreciate it. Um, you know, or don't. The podcast is always free, so it's cool. Matt, you also have a podcast. I do. It's called I Love It, and Abby was recently on there uh, talking about the holidays and Ooh. Christmas specifically, and we're just about to come back from a hiatus. Uh, and when you're hearing this, there should be a new episode up from PodCon that I recorded with a bunch of cool peeps. At PodCon. Which was fun, I hear. It was very fun. Cool. Uh, if I, I saw some people there who liked my podcast and uh, said hi and nice things to me, and I gave them stickers. So, <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Best yeah. Best outcome yeah. possible. Because the opposite would be terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I give them stickers, and they're like, why? I hate this podcast. <laughs> I fucking hate you, man. Yeah. Jesus. Stop making podcasts. Give me my sticker. Stop, Stop making <laughs> podcasts. Abby, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at A-B-I underscore J-E-A-N. Or if you want to see lots of animals on my Instagram story, it's at A-B-I-J-E-A-N. Hell yeah, animals. <laughs> or you could order something and complain to DFTB. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you could order something and talk about how great it is to DFTB. <laughs> oh, also, Real Bad now has an Instagram. I just oh, yeah. started it. So. I friended it today. Yes. I'm very, thank you. Um, so I'll be posting pictures, which I've got to take before we finish this. But uh, every time we record, I'll post a picture. And uh, yeah. So anyway, Sam, tell us about your podcasts. Oh, I have a podcast with my girlfriend, Rachel, who was on the Cat in the Hat episode most recently called Real Love. <laughs> <laughs> every week we each pick a movie and we make each other watch the movie. And like then... You're not going to redo it. You're just <laughs> a fuck it. And then we review the movie with each other. Uh, it's almost, it's like the end of award season, so we're going to start watching actual movies again. Um, Black Panther. Talking about. You get to, get to watch Black Panther again. Well, I saw that. But you get to see it again. Yeah. It I think okay. you also already did an episode about we it. We did an episode yeah. about it. Yeah, now you get to do another episode about it. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> There's only one movie Nick cares about for award season. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of true. Like, I think uh, the nominations came out, and I was like, oh, cool, Black Panther. And yeah. then I, I didn't care about it. Spider-Man should have got a Best Picture nod. You didn't listen to the Snark Squad where I talked oh, about it. Oh, Spider-Verse. I thought you meant like, Oh, oh like, yes, I agree. Not, not... Yeah. yeah, Homecoming is a couple of years old. Yeah, right? was, that's why I was also confused. Is it that old? <laughs> Every year, Homecoming should win the best picture. <laughs> <laughs> There's sometimes I like think about like, why didn't that movie get nominated? I'm like, oh, it came out a year and a half years ago. ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw a great tweet. I don't know who did it, but it was this great tweet of like, I don't know, call me a pessimist, but I'm beginning to think Amy Adams isn't going to get nominated for Arrival. <laughs> 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 anyway, sorry, real love. That, so find that wherever you listen to podcasts. And then I also am on SciShow Tangents. Yes. Uh, and that is a show that I do with Hank Green and Sarah Riley and Stephen Chen, and we talk about science every week, and it's really fun. And that's also wherever you listen to podcasts, SciShow Tangents, listen to it. Indeed. Buy the sticker on dftva.com. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't get it, email Abby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This uh, episode completes our January, and it completes uh, children's movies for a while, which is makes me happy, because <laughs> they are my least favorite thing. Although I really enjoyed Masters of the Universe, and I thought Space Jam was fine. So, um, although, Mostly just Cat in the Hat was bad. <laughs> Mac and Me was That's okay. That's true. I didn't hate Mac and Me, even. I mean, it's terrible. Maybe but you like children's films, Nick. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't pick the right terrible ones. 
I don't know. Master of the Universe was actually, I want to say, was uh, our patrons. Um, It was uh, suggested by, I believe, Black Duck Studios, and uh, we voted on it, and it won unanimously. Uh, 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 That's not what unanimous means. Oh, that is not what unanimous (laughs) means. Maybe stay out. (laughs) (laughs) Let me rephrase. (laughs) Almost. (laughs) There was one dissenter. No, there were two. (laughs) Okay. Somebody else voted for... there was Baby's Day Out and there was another one. But this, this got the most votes, which is how a poll works. So, <laughs> well, sometimes. But not how unanimous works. Real Bad is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. You can go to cageclub.me and check out podcasts like Foodie Films, a podcast about movies, about food. Big thank you to our patrons, Sarah, I Love It Podcast, Candace, and Black Duck Studios for being patrons at the $5 and up levels. We really appreciate it. Next week, we begin our foray into bad love story movies. But until then... This has been Real Bad.